0: In this guided talks, Robert talks to Farhad Devicha. Farhad is Managing Director of AcuraCast. His vision, technical know-how and drive have been instrumental in turning AcuraCast into London's leading search engine marketing firm and one of the UK's top search agencies. His experience includes the successful launch of numerous online companies, management of an $80 million product line and winning a pie-eating contest. Robert and Farhad discussed the last 12 months, what happens when the world goes into lockdown and the industry you specialize in grinds to a halt, plus looking to the future, what Farhad predicts will happen with client contracts and the wider digital agency industry, plus he shares his top tips for running a successful agency.
1: Hello and welcome to Guided Talks, and today I am absolutely delighted, absolutely delighted to have someone with me who runs a great agency, someone who I've known now for a couple of years uh, in the name of Fahad Devesha, and he runs a AcuraCast, uh, and if you don't know about AcuraCast, get on there and have a little look at what AcuraCast do. So without further ado, Farhad, hello and welcome.
0: Hello, Robert. Thank you very much for having me. It's been it, it's been a few years since we've known each other. I, so. think,
1: I think we first met in 2016, maybe 2017. Anyhow, 16, yeah. <laughs> for those of people who don't know who you are, uh, yeah. just give a little bit of background of AcuraCast and what AcuraCast does, how many staff you've got there, the sort of clients you have, so we've got a sense yeah. of, of, of the story we're about to hear.
0: Yeah, so AcuraCast, I founded the agency back in 2004 Um, when there were literally just enough SEO agencies to count on one hand. Um, And it's grown since then. We've grown in revenues. Um, In terms of size, we've kept it really lean and mean, which is fun. It's at the right size that I enjoy. Um, As an agency, we started doing search. Um, Back then, social media did not exist. We then moved on and incorporated social media into what we do. And... Today, the, the spiel is not we do search, we do social media. It is we basically help businesses grow internationally. You know, so if you have a business that's doing well in one particular region and you want to start growing into, say, France, Germany, Spain and the USA, you'd come to someone like us who's got the skills and know-how to help you grow internationally and then we help you select, okay, what's the right channel? What's the right medium? So on and so forth. That, that's where our expertise comes in. But the pain point that we're helping clients literally is, you know, how do you go from a really good, healthy business in one country? And very often it's in the UK. It could be just as often in France or in Spain or whatever. Um, you know, I'm doing well in one country or in one region or in one market. I want to scale rapidly. I want to grow very quickly and get to multiple countries that sounds like a niche you'd be surprised how many businesses claim to do that still. Um, so we, we do that. We also do focus a little bit more and the focus comes in, in terms of vertical segments. So we do this really well for most types of businesses, but if we look back into our history, we've done this really well for sports, for travel, um, for B2B financial services, and quite a lot of retail but we don't go out pitching for retail because there's just everybody and their brother trying to hit retail so we we keep ourselves to those four main ones if a retail client comes in on a warm recommendation we'll obviously work with them but we're not going to chase them
1: and and, so, and, us. and what are the and what are the services that you offer how how wide is your is your definition of digital marketing
0: yep so it is fairly wide. We, we offer paid search, organic search, um, a programmatic, paid social, organic social, and a little bit of influencer. So quite the gamut of whatever can be done on a browser, except maybe email. Um, email is not our forte. Usually if a client came to us asking for email, we'd get a partner agency involved who's more au fait with it um and and also in terms of production we we have partner agencies we work with our our expertise is not in creative and production but where a client wants that one stop, we can kind of bring in partner companies who work with us on a regular basis we've known them as long as i know you (laughs) okay
1: so so the 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 meat and two veg of this of this conversation is around uh this this phrase which is what happens when the world goes into lockdown and the industry you specialise in grinds to a halt? So I remember, ironically, we happened to be recording this exactly a year after uh, the UK went into yeah. lockdown. Well, people will hear this later on. But um, it's I mean, it's been uh, a remarkable, I'm not going to say those horrible words that other people use. It's been a remarkable year. Uh, things have changed a lot. What did happen to a curacast when the world went into lockdown and the industry you specialised ground to a halt?
0: Yeah, it, it it has been a very interesting year. Let let's use an Americanism for this. Um, so yeah, you're right. It, today, twenty fifth or twenty well, third of March is literally a year anniversary since the first official lockdowns began, and. If you remember, I just said, you know, we have four industries of specialization, travel, um, sports, finance, and B2B. Um, no guesses for which dude died an instant death on the 23rd of March, 2020. Um, and what, what was surprising, you know, we, when this started happening, our first thing was, okay, travel's going to get killed. Hopefully it'll come back soon. We'd kind of kept our fingers crossed for summer and so on. Um, sports is going to get hit. So how, how will that work out? And then finance was kind of a funny one. You know, I you, you're kind of sitting there on the sofa or in the office with the rest of your team or over a Zoom call, depending on how quickly we reacted to it, going, so what do we think is going to happen to finance? And the Knee-jerk reaction is nobody's going to have any money because everybody's going to lose their job, and so nobody's going to have anything to save. Ergo, finance companies are going to get hit as well. <laughs> um, and that was a bit too doomsday. Turns out it wasn't as doom and gloom as that. Um, and then B two B, that that actually was a surprising one because we we didn't expect that to be hit as badly. But what we saw was quite a, often a domino effect of Company X works with travel and they've lost 50% of their business. Ergo, they're cutting suppliers A, B and C. Ergo, this fell over and has come down. So in, in actuality, the immediate feeling was everybody just pulling the purse strings and going, I'm, I'm not going to spend on anything that isn't absolutely essential and i i think we went into that same sort of mode initially as well because our first you know knee jerk reaction was right what do we need to kill off straight away what is non-essential to survival because who knows how long this is going to go on right um we could be foolhardy and play it out and see you know play the game of who's got the deepest pockets or we could save where we can and hope that those deeper pockets last us a lot longer. Um, I remember on, on the Guider Forum, um, on the Facebook group, we had chats back and forth with companies talking about, oh, should we furlough? Should we not furlough? What's our message? Does furlough send across? And and, and I must admit, you know, my first reaction was, if we don't need to, should we? Because is that going to make our clients panic? And then we thought about it and went, do you know what? Actually, it, it doesn't matter because the clients, they themselves are putting people on furlough. Everyone understands what the situation is. So if you have capacity that you don't need or if you're kind of coasting around 50% on a couple of people, maybe you bunch work together and you, you come up with creative ways to make that furlough work for your team so that you're not paying for excess capacity, you're not spending money just because you have it but at the same time you're not letting client work suffer either and you know what that meant was yeah as directors we kind of got pulled back into working in the business rather than working on the business (laughs) at times um i i know that's your favorite phrase Robert. (laughs)